What up, folks? Welcome back to the vent. Hack Daniels here. What do you say, boo? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We're in a new decade. We're in a new decade. I'm a parrot. Write your 2020s. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, explain that. So, because we're in the, I don't know, 2000s now, if, if you have a 20, you should co- write the complete date. Because they could change it to because whatever Because it could be want. 2008. Yeah. It could be 2020. It could be 2017. And Crazy, right? If for whatever reason you wrote a check dated two years ago, it could get you in trouble. I feel like we always used to write um, the whole number anyways when I was in the military. So when I learned in how to military, write te- checks, to. Yeah. yeah, I did it. Huh. It's good to be back, huh? Yes. So we're coming off a pretty cray family vacation. Yes. We're going to do a whole episode just on that, so we're not going to really talk about it much here, but we're back. We're, we're, we're coming out of the jet lag, I think. No, I'm, I'm, just, still, I, I'm still there. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm like assisted by some medications from the VA, so I think I'm getting through it. I can't tell. Maybe. Maybe not. I struggled for the first couple nights this week, but. Oh, I'm still struggling. It's whatever. Yeah, I was getting up at like two in the morning, though. It was weird. Whatever. Anyways. So this episode, I'm pretty proud of, if not even just excited about, because um, it's something I've kind of always been curious about, I guess, or more curious since it's become a thing. Um, And um, particularly, I think, I guess I'm more interested because of our daughters. What do you think? The sport aspect of yeah. it? I don't care about the other stuff, to be honest. It's, oh. I'm not really bothered by it. I think the sport aspect of the topic we're going to get into, which is the transgender stuff, is a little bit more um, an area where I see it could impact us, right? Because if it doesn't impact me, like, what the fuck do I really care? Well, I mean, did you even care until the media put it out there? Well, how else would I have known that, you know, people are switching over and running in sports or whatever you know yeah i don't know i guess it at that point i I, no, i guess i wouldn't have cared until i encountered it but i've since seen it so it's an interesting question though it is and i would say this like okay let me i'll do i'll talk the military component to this right so like when we when it became a thing that like transgender folks could openly serve in the military and and possibly facilitate their surgeries and therapies and different things like in the military like none of us I don't remember anybody really giving a fuck wait except for the combat effectiveness right that that's all that mattered to us so I don't think the military is really the place to facilitate that stuff who's the guy that was in jail Chelsea Manning there you go yeah and they approved yeah Bradley Manning to become Chelsea Manning. Right. Right. Okay. Um, and like, you know, I don't, I, so be it. Because like he was stuck in jail and wasn't, like didn't need to deploy. You know what I'm saying? Like if if I had a Marine under my charge who had to have their like wisdom teeth taken out, like that kid was no good to like our squad or our fire team for like four fucking days. Yeah. That's just wisdom teeth because of the meds and the pain, you know, all that shit. Yeah. Now think about think about like being on 
like chemical therapy and shit for like two years. Like you can't fucking go to war when you're on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you just can't. So, I mean, it renders someone in the military like combat ineffective in the, what is the military for? Well, you're saying if you were on hormonal treatment yeah, for they, two you'd years. you become non-employable. Yeah. Right now you become. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, you, you're, not, you're not serving. Like, specifically in the Marines, like, they're, you know, they're a force in readiness. Like, you got to be able to respond at any time. See what I'm saying? So, like. So, being on hormones. Yeah. Does not. You, it disqualified folks from become being deployable. What's the difference if a girl is on PMS? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why the like, drugs. I don't. I don't know. And, and to be honest, I don't so care. So they're more emotional. I don't. I'm just understand. saying the drugs made you like per military standards. Those drugs made you non deployable, and it probably had some psychiatric stuff. You know, some mental stuff. Like maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you, you know, there's a lot of things when you make a change like that. That's like in, it's a lot deeper. Hear, Folks will hear even in this, in the, per, in, you know, so we interviewed Keisha Rose, um, and you'll hear from her, um, like what she had to go through to get some of this done. Like yeah, it's a fucking process, yeah. man. You can't just like, you don't just wake up one day and decide, Hey, like this isn't working out. Like you have to prove, you know, to folks that you have essentially, um, I guess what they would call, is it a mental thing? I mean, I don't know. It's like a, it's a dysphoria, right? So you have to, they, they basically make you prove it. So, I mean, you can't, you know, like I said, there's a lot of, there's a whole host of issues, but bottom line is like, you just, you're not, you're not as effective as a warfighter when you're, when you're making a transition like this. And that's all anyone cared about. No one cares like, um, how you choose to live your life or if you don't feel, you know, like the person that you want to be or whatever, or you're in the wrong body, you know, no one cares. I don't think anyone cared about that. It's just the, the military aspect for us, for me specifically was, you know, we need, are you combat ready? Yeah, you need that's and your mission, not. man. You yeah, know? no, absolutely. Mission, you know? If you're not, then we don't need you. We don't need anybody. Yeah, we didn't need kids with asthma well, either because just... we couldn't take them to war. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. why you can't get in with asthma. Like there's just different rules. Like the military is not a place that you go um, if you're unwilling to be critiqued and criticized and weeded out for i mean there's a reason why you, it needs to be weeded out we're we're yeah, the best because you have in the world but also because the mission is to deploy and fight this nation's enemies it's not to hang out stateside you know yeah that's not the core of the mission while some people do that that's not what anyone is there for so i mean yeah it's a it's an interesting issue but <clears throat> i mean in the military I, I don't know there's really not a place for it Based on that reason alone, not a social. It's not a social reason. It's a combat effective reason. Yeah. But it kind of got me thinking. You know, I had an incident today. I don't even know how I came across it, but he was trolling. I wasn't trolling. No, no, no. I don't know what that kid was doing. I I mean, but then you saw him. Yeah, I just saw. And you were gonna troll the troller, man, dude. But this time, (laughs) you know, you know. No, you were standing up for before I did it, um, almost out of spite for myself like not doing what I wanted to be doing, you know, when I used to like troll people or whatever. This kid had it coming. So this little piece of shit like saw a fucking picture of like some Marines. It was a meme. Yeah, a meme, three six ready to deploy to Iran or whatever. And it's a but picture the, of- the Marines were like in corporal's course or something. They were learning sword manuals. So the, obviously the idea is, hey, these guys are in garrison. They're not ready to deploy, like combat deploy or whatever. And one of the females was there. 
and she had her hair down, and it was just above her collar, probably a little long, you know, for what what I would think. I mean, it, as but long as it's she's not training, she was in like, she was in rags, and yeah. as long as it's not touching the collar, the hair didn't have to be in a bun. That's the rule. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it is. Now, some some ladies, they, you know, some men, many men, a lot of men would would go zero to three and take that shit to heart, you know, like, yeah. and it, they'd have some long, scruffy fucking Corman hair. Um, shout out to the Navy, but. The fucking women sometimes would get pretty close, you know, and then, you know, obviously, like, a women's haircut is more expensive than a man. So, I mean, yeah. to get that shit trimmed all the time is probably pretty annoying. But anyways, he started running off of the mouth, and I'm just like, all right, motherfucker, like, I'm going to entertain this for a bit, you know. And come to find out, this little weasel, he, he didn't even fucking serve in the military. Like, not, like no military, okay. let alone the Marine you, Corps. You missed the part. He was making fun of the haircut. Well, yeah, he was talking because, shit on female Marines. Yes, though. because he kept going. they weren't within his definition of regs. He doesn't even know what the regs are. Right. But, and then he started to talk about G.I. Jane. <laughs> he said G.I. Jane cut her hair. Yeah. That's like the fakest movie ever. <laughs> Although Demi Moore did shave her head. Sure, she did. In real <laughs> life, she did. Great premise. Yeah. You know, great premise. And since some women have, they're not SEALs, but, you know, the Marine Corps dickbag, this kid here. Philip Gobbert or whatever the fuck her name is. Like, a, a, a female just graduated Marine Recon. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Don't tell yeah. me that there aren't women out there that can live and up to the standards. fail that yeah. every year. All the time. All the time. So, you know. There are as many weak-ass, little punk-ass male Marines out there as there are females, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, if you want to play that game, like, in the Marine Corps, the good ones are just good, and the bad ones are just bad. The gender actually doesn't matter. Yeah. That's just how it is. But this this idiot, he didn't even, I mean, the kid didn't even serve. That was the worst part. Like, I remember you were telling me, and I was like, well, did he even join anything? No. <laughs> no. He's just a fucking he troll. He wasn't even behind his an keyboard. honorable enough person to try. Right? Like, he, he, so going to a recruiter's office is one thing. He didn't even get a shot at boot camp because <laughs> he was such a shitbag. Right? <laughs> Good on him, he admitted it, but still, it's like, how fucking dare you, man? You know, I just let one rip on the on the old, you know, Facha book, though. I don't, I don't know. I didn't serve, and I've seen some pretty bad female hair <laughs> from... I got to give you that. You're pretty good from, at the slick hair with the bun. Yeah. You got that shit on lockdown. <laughs> like, you can, pull some, you can pull some jarhead hair for sure. Like, my daughters look tight when they play sports and stuff. No, <laughs> no kidding. Look it up on fucking... Instagram. I don't, but I've seen, I, I would just never call anybody out. It's not my place. My thing is, like, you served more than this kid. No, like, I, you I served dependent, sir. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, that was hard. And that's far more than this piece of shit has ever done. <laughs> this kid's a food stalker at fucking Food Lion. He overhears stories in, at work. He doesn't know them. He doesn't know these people. He said he lives in a marine town. So suddenly he's okay to formulate fucking opinions on, on the Marine Corps? Like he's outside Cherry Point or something? <laughs> uh, in South Carolina, like Swansboro oh, or some South- shit. I don't fucking know. Like, I, I don't even know if that's an actual Marine town. Like, I don't even, I've never even heard of it. Was that like 40 miles east of, uh, or not east? It's in South uh, Carolina. Like, all I can if think it's of in is South Paris Carolina Island. And, and um, Buford. Oh, and yeah. they're, well, they're, well, they're right next to each other. So I don't, I don't know. Man, I, I mean, I've never served, and I've seen some shitty stuff, but I would never call them out. They're doing way more than I ever have. So I legit got mad though. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't talk about. We're supposed to be supporting them. 
Dude, Mitchell had a, a female in his squad that like held back like fucking a hundred pissed off Iraqi civilians with a fucking saw, a big ass machine gun yeah. on her own. Like, I I know males that wouldn't have been man enough to do that. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying, like they're you know, like man, I was I was livid, dude. Like I I really got upset about it because I've known so many um lady Marines that are just phenomenal. You know. Well, you, so good at you dropped the mic, so you well, put him in his place. Everyone, I would encourage you to pull up uh, old Andrew Stone's Facebook and go fucking look at. It. I just slayed that kid. I'm pissed, man. It made me mad. <laughs> Fuck him, dude. But anyways, uh, we're coming out with a bang. We're tackling some issues. I'm a little curious about how people, you know, how they feel about this. Hopefully, we'll start getting some feedback. I'd appreciate it. I mean, we get some feedback, but. You know, let's open a dialogue. Let's talk. Uh, enjoy the enjoy the interview. All right, I'm joined with Keisha Rose and Mama Dog. <laughs> Mama, got Hello. my mom back for another one. Keisha Rose, uh, excited to have you. Thanks for joining. A uh, little background on Keisha. Keisha, um, uh, transgender. You've completed your transition, male to female. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna kind of talk a little bit about that and. Maybe some of the topics that uh, revolve around that. So, uh, tell me, um, kind of how you're feeling, how everything's going, and you know, um, it's it's it. This whole transgender thing is so controversial. I mean, and um, what once you once you learn that who you are not in your in your brain, because it it's not that you come out of a closet. It's more that you always were. You know, a lot of people talk about, well, when did you come out? I've always been a female or living in a male body. So it's not like I just surprised came out. It's just um, people realized it, but because people don't know how to deal with it, they still think that I should still be in a, a male body that I should not have, have taken the hormones. I mean, 50 years ago, a hundred years ago, you couldn't take hormones, but now you can. So people are changing their outer body to fit what they've always known is in their head and what was naturally already coming out. And I think we've all seen these, let's say the, the real controversial is the male to female because it deals with the patriarch uh, of families and, and so forth. But we've all seen these guys that they're not, you know, they don't act like gay men. They just are very, very feminine. And that one day you wake up to just the fact that this is who I am. And now I can no longer be who I am not. And I think that's a real confusion because we're used to um, gay men, um, like uh, the CD, the transvestite. And it's a very confusing thing and uh that um sector has made it difficult also because now they claim to be transgender and so we're all being lumped together right but Keisha, Uh, you're just as i understand it like you're you're not you're not gay right you've never been gay no i've never been gay i i i even thought that i was you know i I I was raised yeah I was raised in Oregon and for me I was like I personally would not have of I it's not that I was anti-gay I just that was them 
and I was a heterosexual male, and that's where it laid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned this as being controversial. I mean, I don't think – I personally don't feel like um, the transgender – you know, movement is controversial. I think some of the, some of the things surrounding it has made it controversial, like sports, bathrooms, um, all these different societal problems. Like, so that's where I think there's a ton of questions, right? I yeah. Don't, and it, I, and that's where the acceptance I think lacks. So I'm curious kind of how you feel about some of that stuff. Yeah, I think, I think that, um, there's, I think there's a lot of confusion. I think there's some fear that people have, you know, like with the bathroom issue, I think it's a fear, a fear thing that what if this happened? And to this date, there hasn't been any um, instances with, with, yeah. I mean, I talked to the governor of our state. He, He said there's never been an incident where anybody has ever been arrested or had the police called in for a transgender individual in the bathroom where there was a problem. And he says, the problem is, is that the wife goes out and complains about the transgender person being in the bathroom and the husband beats him up. So the law was passed so that the transgender people were actually protected. So, right. I mean, that's, so, I mean, it's like, but when you are transgendering your body changes and kind of my question to society is, would you want that, that male to female person that is developed? Do you want them in with your husband or your boyfriend in the, in the, in the men's bathroom? Cause that's basically where you're saying they should go. So it, it kind of, it kind of, like where, where where would they go and that's that's society's like yeah you're like, talking a real fine line there i mean it's a hard question to so what might like what is the inclusive answer i guess like i'm so I, i'm all about everyone being able to do what they want to do and everyone being you know happy and healthy so what what is the appropriate answer do you think like specifically on the bathroom thing is it unisex bathrooms family bathrooms what do you think like because i what's feel, fair I, I feel like now that you have transitioned that you're at risk. If you were to have to go into a male bathroom, I feel like you would be at risk. Oh, oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I cannot do those things. (laughs) I can't go into a men's bathroom anymore. Yeah, no. Um, and there comes that point in the curve, y'all call it the curve, you know, that where you are transitioning that, um, you know, where you're like, well, you know, I'm, I'm used to going into the men's bathroom. And at one time I did go in there and the looks they gave me was like, oh my God, you know, and they were embarrassed. So I came out and I'm like, well, I guess I've changed enough. I can't do this anymore. Cause I mean, when you got to go, you got to go and it take Walmart or whatever. It's like, I got to go, you know, and, but there comes a point to where it's like when you ask, is there another bathroom at a truck stop or whatever? And as long as you're not pushy, you know, when, when it's time for you to go into the, the sex that you're trying to transition into pretty soon, they tell you where to go. And then I think you've transitioned enough that it no longer matters. Mm. But that transition is very, very, it's a difficult thing 
And it's something that just has to have a lot of patience. And it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing sometimes. I've had to go dress. Um, I was at a, a capital racket. And here they have a weight room. And there's a, there's a separate men's and women's bathroom that's just single. And now that was my locker room. And it was embarrassing to use that. But, you know, I was patient. I did what, what I should. And as a result, after I changed enough, the manager told me, and she said, Keisha, you've changed enough. I think it's time that you use the women's locker room. Mm -hmm. So I did. And I wasn't fully, um, fully changed. I hadn't had the SRS, the sexual reassignment surgery yet. And I honestly felt it was an honor, you know, and, you know, people, there was a few women that got upset, but she told them, he says, well, what's the difference between a lesbian being in there or Keisha? Yeah. And so they, it shut them up. Yeah. I guess so, at that point there really is no difference, right? Mm -mm. Right. There, there's really not. I mean, people, what people are saying is, that that little piece of skin between your legs is what defines who you are. Well, that's gone now. And so what am I? I, I? I mean, people are still referring to me as he, but yet that's gone. So now let's get down to the real nitty gritty of what this really is about. It is about what's in our head. Mm -hmm. You know, how you feel that you are. Mm -hmm. No guy in, in his right mind, a, a, a man, would want big breasts, you know, I, and I've been in meetings before we've got on this conversation and I've asked the guy next to me, would you, would you even attempt this? Could you even handle this for, for an hour? And it's always, Oh no, Oh no, no way. And it's like, yeah, but that, I mean, that should tell you, to even put on women's clothing and go out to the mall, you have to be in this situation where this is you. Yeah. yeah. This, this really is you because otherwise you wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, and some women, you know, they, they, when you tell them, well, could you wear a men's clothes every day? What that means is basically, uh, a, a halfway decent t-shirt and blue jeans and some boots. There's not very many women, unless they're tomboyish, what we call tomboy. There's not very many women that could do that every day, month after month. Mm -hmm. So I mean, for me to do this, there's something there. I mean, President Trump said we're mentally ill. There's that's that's not the case. We've been okay with tom tomboys for ages. As ever since I was a kid, oh, she's a tomboy. She could wear boys' clothes. She could act like a boy. We were okay with that. But I think our society really struggles with a, a man going from a man's stature to a woman's. Where's, I mean, it's just been within the last hundred years that we allowed women to vote. Mm -hmm. So... You know, I, I had a um, a feminist. She told me, she says, Keisha, we've just been able to vote for 100 years, and you want women to accept you and men to accept this? 
we're still trying to get um, rights and the stuff that we deserve. You, you can get to the back of the line. I mean, that hurt a little bit. Yeah. But then I began to realize the reality of this. It's like, you know, the women, that men do see women as, um, what's the word here? I really want to make sure I get this. Um, they have they haven't given women all that they deserve. I mean the the we could we could say just a recent event was the soccer team, the women's Olympic um, soccer team wasn't the one, and they they really were given what was it four? What was it? Was it one million or something like that? Or I mean it was like peanuts compared to what the men's soccer got. Right. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's a, it's a, there's a huge uh, disparity in pay. Oh yeah, I mean, it was like what? Keish, can you pull your, can you pull your microphone up? Is that better? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean that was that was a huge thing, and I, I, I was like spinning because they had the crowd, so it wasn't about the crowd. It was just about the fact that they don't recognize women as being, in, even in sports, equal equal to the men and equal as in entertainment. And I mean, and that, that's nothing new. It's nothing new. I mean, a hundred years with only now we see it as perfectly normal. Yeah. Women should be able to vote. But back then it was a big thing. Women died over it. If you look at the suffrage movement, women died over that just being able to vote. And so, I mean, this, this transgender thing is, you know, people, society changes so slow, but, uh, that little, you know, when, when, when you buy your, your cigars, when your wife is going to have her baby and, and you hope that you have, you know, a boy or a girl and, and the baby arrives and you go, Oh look, you know that they look down there and they say, "Oh, it's a boy, it's a girl." But they're just, you know, just in the last few years they've been teaching in colleges that in, in the conception that uh sometimes things go wrong and um there's a little short window of opportunity that the brain is going to get the signal either from testosterone or from estrogen that you develop. That's what you are. And sometimes it goes haywire Mm -hmm. and it's only a short frame of time. Once it starts to develop, once it gets that shot of estrogen or or testosterone, um, you, you're going to develop what, what, what it got sent. Um, a lot of people don't realize that when a woman is pregnant, that um, that sometimes her body produces testosterone, and you know that um, that's like a, a postmenopause woman will grow manly hair off on her face all of a sudden. Well, where does that come from? Because she doesn't have the male genitals. So where does that come from? It, it comes from the pituitary gland in in the brain. So um, it's there, you know? So, I mean, there's a lot that happens in birth that, that scientists still don't have it all figured out. So yeah, that's why I say this is a controversial thing because it, it's deep. It, it really is, is 
it, it's it's quite quite the yeah for sure we take yeah it, we've it always been the fabric of what people thought everything was supposed to be right but that yeah the thing is like it's it's a thought it's not necessarily a truth or um uh you know it's not a 100 percent fact like these things change like things evolve so exactly you know, yeah, it's controversial because it's it's not what people assumed was you know your what what you would maybe say a normal family or a normal situation like you know but but it's always yeah. i think it's always been there it's always been present yeah you know when when trump said that that's a some people have uh, said this is a mental disorder or because we have to be diagnosed well we didn't have to be diagnosed what do you, you mean know? diagnosed with what like like well there, in order like in, yeah, in order in order to get the in order to actually take the hormones, you have to go to go see two psychologists. There's a there's a, um, a governmented um, procedure that you have to go through. So you have to see a couple psychologists, and they listen to you, and they they are the ones that decide. They say yes, you are transgender, or no, you are not. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, there there's a lot you got. there's and it is very expensive. Insurance does not cover that. That is all out of the person's pocket. And when you when you are transgender, y'all are yet it's it's like when the light comes on and I never, you know, for me, I never even heard the word transgender. I heard transvestite, I heard C D. Like I say, I lived in Oregon, and it was very, um, very open to that type of stuff. Um, the society didn't want to see men dressed as women, but they understood um, that what they what they were is just like the dictionary says. It's it's a man. It is a man that dresses in women's clothing to attract the opposite sex but when you're trans but when you're transgender you you know you're born a certain way your parents have said no they you know it's like when i i i liked pink when i was a kid yank that out of my hand no i'm not raising my boys to be girls and so you grow you are forced to grow up believing you're a male, even though the female is coming out. So a lot of parental, um, a lot of parental teaching, society's teaching, you are a boy, so you must be tough. Your, your, your sister can cry when she falls off the bike, but you have to suck it up, walk it off. And so, I mean, you know, you can, you can, and you will, you know, in, in the society, you will learn to be a boy when your parents tell you you're a boy, even though your brain, it, everything is saying, you should like pink, you should like dolls, you should like this stuff. And like I say, it's not about being gay. You know, I think that's parents' fears is that, oh my gosh, my child is gay, but they called me Keithy. They called me Glenny. And it wasn't because I acted gay. It was because I was, I was like a girl, mm. but I was clearly what society says is I, I'm a boy. So 
when you when you when you wake up to that the fact that what everybody told you was a lie that you really are a girl but you're stuck in the guy body you're in a dilemma and so there's these rules that you go by because there's a lot of people that are mentally ill and they are confused and some just like to wear women's clothing and so you got to sort through that so they they set it up so you go to two psychologists and then from there then then you go to a doctor that will administer the estrogen and then you're on your journey so i, I you i mean you've mentioned all these rules right that you have to abide by basically just to be the person that you want to be and the person that you feel you should be what what about sports what are the rules with sports and and i say that this is so there's a few sports specifically right now i think um Powerlifting is one. Uh, combative sports, martial arts is, is a big one. Um, and maybe some others that are, are really kind of tackling this issue right now. So what, where, where, what's your headspace on, on that? Because it's um, a huge commitment. You've said it's a huge commitment to that you're undertaking or anyone is undertaking to, to be who they feel they should be. So why – I just – I'm confused at what point – like, does, does everyone just say, well, this is who she is or who he is after they've changed or whatever? Like, I mean, it's crazy. When, when is it just, when are you just you again? Yeah, you know, um, the, you know, that like, you know, when he was talking about that, that curve of mm. transitioning, um, you know, what, when, once you've transitioned pretty much all you, all you can, um, pe- people start changing. I mean, it's a lot easier for me to be in society here in North Dakota. North Dakota is, wow, it's, it's, uh, like some have said, this is probably one of the toughest states to be transgender in. And I do well here. I do. I mean, it, it's, the beginning was difficult, but it wasn't impossible and I've gotten through it. Mm. And, uh, but so, so in, in sports, um, you know, I, I think, I think America just needs to let people be sometimes, you know, I mean, we're, sometimes we're, we're into what everybody is popular with. I mean, in the seventies, we wore bell bottoms for God's sakes. And now we're coming now, back, you know, <laughs> and now it's gone. And now, and now it's almost coming back. Actually, I think it's coming back for the second time, isn't it? I know, I know, and it's like generation of bell bottoms. I never actually. wore them right. the time. <laughs> but but in the eighties, in the eighties and nineties, if you wore bell bottoms, you, that was freakish, you know. But in the seventies, you know, that was cool. Yeah. You know, all all the actors, you know, um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the guy that was doing karate. Um, He's well known for his movies and karate. Um, Norris, Chuck Norris, yeah, Chuck Norris was like the coolest dude around, you know. Right. And he had bell bottoms. I mean, nobody could could beat him up. And but you know, just like just like fat, you know, like fads and customs and stuff. If it, it would be like wearing bell bottoms in the '90s, you know, it's like. I want to wear bell bottoms. I like wearing bell bottoms, you know, L- let it be. Why make fun of people that are different? 
and I think we see it coming. I think the younger generation is that way. You know, I've, I've worked in the, in the schools for, uh, started last year and the kids are very acceptant compared to, um, when I was in school, Mm -hmm. they, they, they don't care who's gay. They don't care who is straight. They don't care what color of hair they have. They, I mean, they're just open to just pretty much at all. So, I mean, I think we're getting there. I think it's, you know, my generation and my father's generation that, that says, no, you should not have purple hair. No, you should not be transgender. No, you should not. We're just used to, we're still used to a lot of rules and those rules regulate what's going on and that in sports it's it's that way but i think we're making we're making some headway i mean why not why not let them why not let transgender individuals do sports why not no i well i I asked the same question i just wonder is is there a space is it is is it a separate division is there an is there any would you say that there's any unfair competitive advantage that some people believe there it would exist? Like, so you said you took hormones and, and how did that affect your body? Like, did you, did you have to redevelop muscles? Like, I guess as Keisha, like how, how does that, how does that work? That's yeah. A- you, you, there's a, there's a, there's a pill that, that replaces, um, that moves around fats. They got a special word for it. I can't think of it right off the hand, but basically it, it starts putting the using the hormone it works together with it it's called spirolactin and it uh it pretty much changes your whole body your muscles and your fats except for the bones you cannot change the bone structure once it's developed so i mean i still have um the broad shoulders i don't have wide hips i don't have that hip placement of a woman but my muscles are female muscles. They they got really super mushy in the beginning, and I had to go to the gym and earn girl muscles. So physically, is that um, true for everyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the females to male, you know, they once they get in that male workforce, you know, they they've got to earn <laughs> they got to earn their guy muscles. Mm-hmm. So I mean. It, it changes, you know. I I don't have the I don't have the the muscles of a guy anymore. It's it is girl muscle. Mm. Um, I can no longer, you know. Before I used to be able to do a lot of pull ups and um, the upper body, and now my my strength is in my lower body, in my legs, my hips, and I you know I'm I'm still working on it. And, um, so in, you know, in the lower, you know, the grade school, high school, the sports there, let them play, you know, very, very few of us make it into pro ball. And when we do get into the, the controversial, it's usually football, like pro football. Um, maybe we'll tackle that subject on some other day, but, uh, Right now, if we could just get society to accept um, transgender people, 
playing, you know, the, the baseball and the soccer and um, being open to all those sports, you know, e- even in football, you know, if, if there is a female to male that wants to, that feels that she, he, you know, he, if he wants to go in there and play with, with men, you know, young men in football, even in high school, you know what, give, give that, that now he, give him a shot. Why not? Well, you know, if my daughter take the, remove the transgender, if my daughter played football, that would be celebrated because she's in there, you know, whooping up on the boys. Right. So exactly, exactly. I don't don't know. I, I honestly, I think oftentimes it's maybe really the, um, the man to, male to female where people have an issue with this i think because well there was there was one um one girl who wrestled um she was transgender girl to boy she was on she had started her therapy but i don't think she how far i I have no idea how far along she was but she was uh definitely taking testosterone and was wrestling girls and whooping them and she asked can i please you know, wrestle in the gender that I identify, which is very rare. I think, I don't know how often that's going to happen, but they, they let her compete, but she, she was like, I I actually have an unfair advantage over these, these girls because I'm actually trying to, you know, I'm a boy and I'm taking testosterone. Like, yeah, exactly. So she was developing as male and it was no longer fair for her to wrestle with, with, with girls. So, um, yeah, you know, in, in really what, what's it going to hurt for, for that female to male to go wrestle with, with guys? I mean, that's, that's what she identifies as and people don't understand that that's where she's, that's where, there we go. That's where he should be, you know? So and, uh, there was a, an example of a fighter. Her name is Fallon Fox. I believe transitioned like around uh, 25 years old, male to female. Uh, full, full, full transition, everything. Um, I've seen uh, quite a few of her fights. She's fairly muscled up, but most women M- MMA fighters are. Um, and for a while, no one even knew that uh, she had transitioned and she was taking fights and people were fighting and she didn't win all of them. Um, but after it was found out that she was um, transgender. People started kind of talking about it. Some women decided to fight her anyways and, and actually did well, but combative sports, I think a lot of people are concerned about. And I don't know, like, I don't, is there like a regulatory thing? Like, okay, so this person has taken enough hormones to where it's obvious that they've rebuilt as a, as their gender. You know, I don't, I mean, because what if they just didn't take the hormones and said, "Hey, I identify as a woman," and, and I go in and they just crush women? You know, I don't know. Yeah, no, that would that would not People be good. You, right? You can't. You can't. You know, you can't. Like any. Like had I not taken hormones and, and I say, "Well, well, I'm a girl. I, I'm I'm going to go fight fight women." You know that that would have been an unfair advantage. I mean, I a, a man typically. I say typically. You know, um, there's there. I'll be honest with you. There's there's some women out there that they that I know 
And they said, you know, I, I, they frankly will tell you, I'm a boy. I, I've always been a boy, and I'll fight any boy around. And, you know, they, they typically do men's jobs, you know, and, but men see them as women. But if really, if you get candid with them, they will tell you, I drive this truck. You know, they're driving concrete trucks or driving those, um, the semis. And they, they will t- flat tell you, I work in a man's world because I am a man. Mm. You know, and they, they're just not real vocal about it. But they'll flat tell you, I am a man. So, but for me to go, to go in a fighting ring when, when I was Keith, um, yeah, that, that would not have been right. That would not have been right at all. But there, I mean, I, there's, there's some women out there that are fighting that could kick guys' butts, no problem. Oh, you know? and, yeah. <laughs> I have seen some of those fights, and they're they can be pretty brutal. I was in I was in the Marines for twelve years. I served with some pretty badass women. Trust yeah, me, I know what you're saying. I mean, I just think I wonder is it is it a transgender question or is it a poser question? You know, like, I, yeah, does that I, exist? I, I mean, does that exist? Are there people out there that are just trying to sort of halfway what, in the community, halfway out? You know, I don't know. I, I mean. Yeah, you know there there are there are posers, and I'll, I'll, I'm I'm sure that I'll get probably criticized for saying this, but you know after after um, Bruce Jenner come out on out on TV and said that he was now transgender, and that 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 you know this is how it is. I'm going to do this. It became almost popular. And now that there are people that are seeking attention, there are people that are um, that are just gay, gay men, and that they were cross-dressing, putting on women's clothing in their in their bedroom, and now they're like, "Oh, I can be transgender. I I, I can, I you know, I I should be able to do this." So, and that that that's what's made it kind of confusing. The the posers for attention and the posers that um, just want to be out there and in the eye of public now. The average transgender uh, person can't just make the switch like, like a Caitlyn Jenner could, right? I mean, they don't have the funds and the the availability and all this. I mean, you you know, because that seemed like that transition seemed like it happened literally like, in a, in a very short space. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's the typical story. No, that, that isn't the typical story. Oh my gosh. You know, if, for the, for, if you're a young kid and you get on hormones, say, say you're a, nowadays, you know, we have, um, gosh, what are they? Maybe 13, 14 year olds and uh, 16, 17 in that range, you know, really before puberty really sets in hard you know some of these uh born boys they 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 can actually develop pretty quickly because they their their bone structure is still starting to develop you know i I remember my puberty started i think in the seventh eighth grade where a lot of my um classmates it wasn't until their sophomore junior year that they even started getting pimples you know and 
So at, at an early age, if the testosterone hasn't developed that bone structure, they could switch to the to the female hormone and develop much more quickly than like say I did at 50 when I started because my bone structure was long, long ago developed male. I didn't have those hips and I had those broad shoulders that I fight now. What do you um, what what would you say to the to the folks that have issues with parents trying to help their children along? In, yeah. when it's too soon is there an age i mean you, you say obviously you said you were born and you always knew so yeah but the but parents but, seem to get a lot of backlash so like what what, how, what yeah you-, you know it's it's tough because yeah you, for the parents your child is saying mom i, I can't wear these clothes mm-hmm. I, i'm transgender like, I don't mama. and they, you know the it's they call it they call it dysphoria right but uh, it's just I gotta be I gotta be me, Mama. You know, and so they they want to do that, you know, at a young age. And the psychologist, when they go to talk to a psychologist, they say, "I I have to do this because I mean, if you can't be you when you know you're you, when you when you decide that you're either male or female, and you that's like your brain knows." And you got to be. And when you have a parent that says, I can't be, you know, d- that depression sets in and it's, mm-hmm. it's almost a panic. And so then the psych, I've talked to the psychologists about this and they said, well, what, what are we supposed to do? We have, we have a child sitting in our office that says they're going to commit suicide when, when they get away from their parents and they can talk openly. They go, they, they, my psychologist told me, she said, Keisha, what, what am I, what do I do? I have a transgender kid here that's saying they're going to commit suicide. Their parents are saying, no, they can't change. So, and they have their whole life ahead of them. You know, how, how is, how is that? The, the thing is, how is that going to affect this, this transgender child when it comes to, to, um, parenting? Yeah, that's tough. Having children, man, you know, you, tough. Yeah, yeah. But, said, these well, are some serious, serious questions. That I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think you're right. I think as gener- generations um, start to understand it more and start to be more, you know, hopefully more accepting of it. Um, <laughs> you're right. I mean, it's. I see it here in Utah a lot. There's a lot of. Um, you know, like homosexual kids that are totally um, casted away from their families and stuff. It's generally a religious thing and it's terrible, you know, that people can't work, that families can't work these things out um, together. I don't, I I don't have a position. I don't know when is too young, you know, or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure what's right because it's not something I've ever experienced, you know, and I think that's the issue for a lot of people is it's not, not in their face. It's not something they've had to tackle yet, you know. I yeah. have a question. You know, uh, no, go ahead. Do you, in your opinion, do you think, just your opinion, do you think it's harder to go from a male to a female or female to male? Like, do you think there's a huge difference of obstacles or? I, from, from, where, from where I'm sitting, I think it is harder for a male to, well, it, 
it, it's harder, I think, for men to understand why a like for me, a man to take the stature and um, it, it it's I think it's harder because a when a man looks at me, he knows I'm transgender, but some men get uncomfortable because they find me attractive, and that brings out oh. out. The, the issue of, oh my gosh, I'm finding this person attractive and I know I'm not gay, you know? And so it, 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 it is very difficult for, for, for men. Mm-hmm. I get, I get, I really get a mix of emotions from men when, when they see me, yeah. some don't care, but some are like, you're bringing out feelings in me that I don't want to feel because I know you were a, you were born a guy mm-hmm. and because I mean I develop female I I have I have the legs of a woman I have the the rear end of a woman I you know every, every pretty much everything about me is female and they do find me attractive I get hit on by men and but I also get threatened by men no. so you know, and I, I, the thing is, I can't blame them. I understand their frustration. So, it, you know, it's, it's something that you just have to work with. You know, I, I just, when a guy's mad at me, I'm just like, well, I, you know, I'm sorry. I'm apologetic. And, you know, I just try to, um, you know, to defuse the situation. But I, most of the time, I'll just kind of turn around and just walk away, give them their space. Because I mean, it's in, in until society has learned to deal with this, and they're going to have to. There was uh, 700 transgender people in Fargo, North Dakota, um, this year, and there was 300 plus here in Bismarck. So um, that society is going to have to learn that people are going to be people. And we need to get there somehow, some way. And, and there's, there's just right now, there's a lot of fear and a lot of misconceptions about it. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? The good thing though, there's a, there's this little thing, it's called a 14th amendment and it protects uh, naturally born citizens of the United States of America, all of them. And it doesn't, it doesn't say actually doesn't reference gender in any form, it doesn't reference color or religion or any of that. It just says, Hey, if you, if you were born in this country, like we're going to take care of you. So hopefully, um, people start to, uh, learn that and remember that, mm-hmm. but, yeah, but, you know, but there are some serious questions, you know, that have to yeah. be, have to be answered yeah. and they have to, um, those answers have to, um, uh, take care of everyone, hopefully, as best that they can, like any situation. Yeah, ignorance, ignorance on any subject is the worst, so we've got to get people yeah. to understand and you ask don't, questions. You know, I don't know if you want to talk about this right now, but the real, the real truth is it depends upon your state by state if a transgender person has equal rights. Like here in North Dakota, um, I do not have the same equal rights as a cisgender man or woman would have. Oh. I can be discriminated on. Um, 
it, it's it's like an LGBTQ issue, even though I I I had never considered myself in that category. But once I once I trans started transition, all of a sudden I'm thrown in this category where I am neither male nor female. Here in North Dakota, I have no rights. I can be discriminated on. Um, Wow. If I if I work if I work someplace and they just don't like the way I the way I look because I'm transgender, they can fire me, and I cannot fight it. Mm. Um, if if I want to rent a apartment, um, if they don't want to rent to me because I am transgender, they cannot have to rent to you me. Can't, work. You can't argue the Fourteenth Amendment in that in in those. No, things? not 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 in this state. In Oregon, I can. In Washington, I can. I believe in California, I can. Um, so, um, wow. yeah, there's there's some states that I do not have. You know, when what was it, Washington? that said all men are created equal. Uh, that doesn't include transgender people, which is odd because it's like, well, I was a boy before, but now I look, you know, like a woman. So I don't, I mean, I'm like neither of those. And that, I think that issue is coming to a head. Um, I, I know that they, the LGBTQ tried to um, go, you know, federally and get that changed in court. I'm not sure how that went, um, but I do know here in North Dakota, I have no rights. I can be discriminated on, and I have been. I have been. I, I lost. I lost my my career job um, because the the basically I was working in a man's job, and the men couldn't handle my transition. You know, it's some of the things that we've talked about. They, you know, they started finding me attractive, and it made some issues. And the company really couldn't control their people. It was easier. It was easier to change the one than to change the many. Mm -hmm. So whenever they got a, a, a slight chance to um, to let me go, they 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 took that. Where I had been there, I had been there. I've been working as a man in there in there in that company for like about eight years. So, I mean, there was no problem until I transitioned. Then all of a sudden it became a problem. Wow. Did you hear me, Keisha? No. What, excuse me. What'd you say? I said, you're just too hot to handle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was driving a concrete truck and I was climbing up the ladder and they, they, uh, one of the individuals actually come out and said, the guys have been talking. They want to know, could you please wear looser clothing? <laughs> oh boy yeah so i don't know what they were looking at but evidently they wanted me to wear a looser clothing so i'm so i'm gonna i'll look into that um because i'm really curious what um which states are just like flagging you know they're just they're just totally overlooking the fact that our constitution protects uh basically humans born in the united states like it doesn't you know it doesn't right it doesn't say shit right. about all this other stuff yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how they even get away with that. But I, I was sitting on an equal right, uh, equal rights bill here in North Dakota, and I was with the uh, North Dakota Women's Network, which is a feminist here. And the president leaned over. Her and I are friends, and she leaned over against me, 
and whis- whispered, she says, Keisha, this, this doesn't include you. I said, what do you mean? And she says, Keisha, you have no rights. Mm. She says, right now you have no rights. But she said, this bill will be a foundation for you to get those rights. Mm. And I was surprised it passed. She had told me that they have tried several times and it, it, the, the, the men didn't want that to, they got a lot of older uh, men on the board and they, they have a hard time with this gender issue. In fact, there was a guy that got up on that, that very um, equal rights amendment. And he said, if we okay this, it's going to start a gender war. We're, we're going to have all kinds of, all kinds of gender issues. And we don't want that. So that's why I'm against this. We, we don't need this passed, but it, it did pass. Thank heavens. It, it did pass. I mean, the, North Dakota, anybody in North Dakota, a real true North Dakotan will tell you we are the last state to change. And they're, they're proud of that issue. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't think that's a bad idea. It beats running to issues that, that they find out later they shouldn't have gotten involved in. So they are, they're, they're, they're very conservative and they're very slow to change. But yeah, in North Dakota, I really honestly do not have um, the the equal rights that all men are created equal because uh, it's an amazing thing. You know, here we are in the centuries ahead, you know, and I, we're still dealing with equal rights. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. <sighs> all right, Keisha, what do you think? You get anything else you can think of that you want to vent on quick? I mean, I think um, we hit some serious points here, but. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it's it's some serious points, and but I want I just want to say this issue is not going away. There are there are a lot of people that well, I think I think kids nowadays are going. Am I really a boy? Am I really a girl? Am I really really who my parents say that I am and what my body is? And so this this subject is not going to go away. This is not like bell bottoms where it's here today and gone tomorrow. It, it's it's here to stay, and um, we're going to have to learn how. And it, it's a very complicated issue, mm-hmm. and uh, going to have to learn how to deal with it in, in society. Yeah. Well, as long as we can talk about it, right? Yeah. As now, long as right. Now long maybe as, you and Mark can talk some more at other times. Right. Things that come up. You know, we we were talking about gay issues. The issue, you know, do you remember the day when when gay men could not be in the military? Yeah, they, yeah. So when I when I joined the military, we had to sign a, a document: the "Don't Ask, Don't Tell." Yeah, yeah. But now nowadays, that changed, right? Yeah, it sure did. Yeah, and then then they said, "Well, we can't allow women to be in there with, with the men." Now, didn't that change? Uh, they're starting to tackle some of the co-ed issues. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're still fighting on just those things, you know, and we've just gotten past that. So this, this transgender thing's going to take a little time. Yeah. And, uh, it, it may not happen in my time, but I think, I think, I think with this younger generation coming up, I, I have high hopes. Well, that's good. That's good. Hopefully, you know, hope, there's, there's always light at the end of the tunnel and, and, and well, you know, I think as long as we continue the conversation and, and everyone tries to, 
move forward, you know, with each other. It's when people stop talking, you know, that shit gets out of right. hand. So it's like, right. hey, let's be willing to talk. So, right. And I hope, I hope for, for everyone's sake that um, we don't stop talking because yeah, bad things happen when, when that goes down. Yeah. Thanks for doing this with us, Keisha. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. It was, it was an honor. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What a do, boo. Hello. What'd you think? I love this episode. Yeah. How come? Because it's, I don't know. It's eye-opening. Definitely. Um. Yeah. Definitely eye-opening. What? Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, I don't know. I mean, people can't see how you looked at me, but you looked oh. at me. You gave me a look. Definitely eye-opening. Yes. Yes. I enjoyed listening to this, especially from her perspective. Yeah. And, you know, and for her to say, I've known, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard like, to judge a person if you've never, if you can't even get inside their mind for a second and understand. Well, and, and that goes for everyone. You can't, you don't know what people are going through and what their story is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like it, she transitioned at 50. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and um, I like when she talked about, you know, and, and it's still true today. It's a very macho world out there. Oh, yeah. And um, sometimes I, I feel sorry for young boys because it's like, well, toughen up, you know, you fall and, you know, you're not allowed to have emotions or it's still very much like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I mean, boys are just like any other kid they they have emotions they get sad you know just like girls there's there's nothing wrong with letting them cry yeah. you know but i even i am like well even with little man i'm like dude you're fine walk it off that's, yeah. that's exactly what i say yeah. no, you I- know and and it's when he when um keisha was talking about that's that's how you grow up it 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 does make it harder I, I, I can't even pretend to even know what that feels like because I'm straight. I know I'm straight, you know, and I, that's, I've just felt that way my entire life. But to be born in a body that you don't identify with, I just, I can't imagine. I don't, I don't even know how that feels like. Nobody should feel, walk around and not be who they want to truly be, mm-hmm. you know? That's what I've always said. I've never, ever cared um, it just doesn't impact me. So why do I need to be upset it about it? It doesn't. What what whatever like, what she wanna, chooses to yeah, do with her body what, has nothing what to any, do. Anyone yeah. wants to do. Yeah. I mean, there's some things that I think have to be talked about. First, let me just say. Let's say. Um, first, uh, Keisha, if you're listening, I want to say thank you for for doing this with us because it, it. I mean, to put yourself out there, especially in a world where you know you're looked at as being different. I, I really appreciate um, your willingness and open-mindedness to, to have this conversation with us. And, you know, we're genuinely people who, who want to understand more. And I'm thankful, you know, my mom was on here with me, so um, that's how I was able to meet Keisha Rose. So my thing is, like, I, I didn't know Keisha as anything other than Keisha. Talking with her, and I, I, a lot of, I don't know if people realize, like, I get to see these people that I talk with, like, through the computer or when they're here with me. And we're recording. And, and I would just say, like, talking with her and looking at her and watching her 
communicate with me. Like she's living how she should be living. You know, I did not. I wasn't there when you recorded with your yeah. mom and Keisha. But when you listen to the interview, you can hear that confidence. You can yeah. hear like someone standing behind themselves and like rooting for themselves. I, and, well, like, what, that, one of the most thought provoking things I think she said was like, do you want breasts? You know, like, do you want to wear these or, mm-hmm. or like something along those lines? She said, right. And I'm, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, like, uh, I want breasts. I want my wife's breasts. I don't want to have breasts. You know what I mean? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and that made a lot of sense to me. And like, she, well, she does, you know, like she, yeah. and, and I'm like, wow, what a th- way to think of it that, you know, like, yeah. Um, and it, it takes a serious level of commitment. Like, obviously, like it's not, but to, to her, it isn't a commitment. It's this is who no, I'm I've saying, always like, it's, But been. I'm saying like if you're if this is a, an issue that you're faced with, like this is not easy. Like, no, nothing about no. this is easy. The process that she had to go through, like like she was talking about, she had to go see psychologist or or therapist. It's just like, um, you know, when people go get gastric bypass, mm-hmm. they also see just to make sure you're there. Yeah, like your mind and your body are there together, right. are committed at the same level, like so that when you do transition, you are comfortable in the skin that you're in, mm-hmm. you know? And um, you guys brought up a point. You asked the question, you know, what would you say to, like, parents who are dealing so with that's a something tricky, like that? It's a definitely a tricky area. I've thought about it a lot since we've done this. this well, and I, I think, I think with any child you want them to grow up with the confidence to be able to be a successful, you know, part of society. Mm -hmm. And if that means you support them going to therapy and getting all the help that they need and you're there for them, you know, physically, mentally, all that. um, And they know that they can come and talk to anyone. I think that's the best thing you could do Mm. for a kid Regardless, transitioning or with bullying or yeah. with anything, like just you have to well, be. So there I kind of saw it in the Philippines too. So like before, I was like, you know what? No way. No like way. You shouldn't encourage a kid. Oh. You know, you shouldn't push it, and I still don't think you should push it. But if a kid knows, they probably know. Mm-hmm. And I saw some, and I, we talked about it when we were in the Philippines. I didn't want to talk too much about this, but it's relevant. Um, there are some younger kids there that were clearly. Um, living I guess the way they felt they needed to be living and, and there were some boys I guess that were on their way to becoming girls and they were pretty young they they were pretty but I'm too. saying like and they and, they, and you're right they they um, but it's they, like sort of it's sort of obvious I guess but so for me I'm just saying like the, I can't I can't take my seven-year-old kid and let him get a tattoo so I'm I'm concerned about like chemical chemical treatment for this stuff mm-hmm. so if a boy is to dress like a girl or vice versa who gives a shit but I mean, when you start chemically treating these folks at such a young age, so with that, you do different. need. I feel like you do need professional help yeah, if that's where for sure. it's leading. It's not something a parent, I think, should. I don't no. think there are enough parents out there knowledgeable enough Mm-mm. to do it in a healthy way. If right. that's even a thing, I don't know. Right. Um, so that scares the shit out of me. I mean, for other people, it doesn't impact me. So, however, people choose to raise their kids, that's how they raise their kids. But mm-hmm. it's a it's a thing that society is going to have to grapple with. You know, right? Just it, it just is. Um, but to to let a, a child sort of decide who they are and how they feel and and dress appropriately and act appropriately, I don't I don't at this point I don't care about any of that. 
Because you're not physically harming anyone. You no. Know? But if you're chemically treating kids, maybe even without their consent in some cases, like, that's wrong. That's just totally wrong. Like, I wouldn't hold my kid down and tattoo him or something, you know? And I, I, I equate it as the same because you're, you're potentially altering, you're, you're making life-altering Are you saying changes. that, oh, hey, Dad, I, I feel like I'm a girl. Yeah. Like, I am a girl. I am, I'm not a boy. And giving the child more testosterone no, to... No, they're giving them... Or giving them estrogen. Them, either way, they're starting to give okay. them the therapies. Before, in some cases, before they've even hit puberty. See, some that's of those tricky. Things, some of those things could possibly go away. Some of these feelings and emotions, you know, is all I'm saying. And right. I don't know enough science about it. I'm just saying, like, it's... I've heard people equated as, like, chemically castrating a young man or a young boy. I mean, and I, I don't hear much about um, the girls. I don't know if it doesn't happen as much on the female side. I've heard of maybe one case where, you know, um, she was transitioning to become a boy and was like tasting testosterone, but still wrestling against girls and stuff. I think that was out of Texas and like, but you don't hear about that much, but she was still at least, um, a teenager. And most likely I think for what was a a naturally or biologically born girl, um, past puberty. Right. So most of those emotions and hormones would have probably sorted themselves out. The teenager, Teenage years are already so They're hard. They're already so fucked. That's my point. You, you know, yeah. like with, and like where we were teenagers, what, 15 years ago? Yeah. Compared to teenagers now, it's different. Yeah, you didn't it's have access even, to information. You yeah. didn't have access to medicines and chemical therapies. And um, yeah. actually, I don't think you really had access to mental health quite like you would now. No. Because it was, it was not really as understood yet quite like it is now. There's a lot of things that are different. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'd be curious to see like what society starts to accept, you know, as far as the, how early, um, these kind of things are acceptable. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Again, it, it hasn't impacted me yet. So, but it's something now that I'm a little more, um, awakened to this. See, it's, it's so much more complicated though, because there are people with beliefs that just for whatever reason, whatever their little environment that they're in, mm-hmm. they just cannot accept. That's what I don't that. understand. That's and that, something I just can't understand. And so like for trans, gay, you know, LGBTQ, whatever, it's that much harder depending what their environment is, mm-hmm. you know? And I, we live in Utah. I'm not going to go into it, but it's, it's a lot harder for, for children here. Yeah, it's what's crazy to me though is like a lot of these folks, they sit here and they stew over these issues and they literally have no experience in it. They don't know someone, they've never met someone, there's no one in their family. It's just this idea and they're just like it's so wrong. Like how how, how is that even a th- it doesn't impact you at that point. Like how is that even a thing for people, you know? Because it, it it's it becomes their personal mission to it's fix. Ins- yeah, it's you. Just insane to me. You know. Yeah. But I mean I it's it. it's just you know Go see a therapist. Go go see go talk to somebody because you you need the support, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you can't find it with your family or who you feel is close, there are people out there that will support you. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's it's just and like Keisha was talking about she's in North Dakota and it's hard. Can't imagine that's an easy place yeah. to go through something she, like that. She she mentioned it how hard it is and it's like Especially in the line of work she's in. Yeah. Yeah. Started off working a very 
you know, male dominated. Yeah. Um, and like that brought up some issues, some questions for me on like the 14th amendment too. Yeah. I remember so the 14th amendment yeah. is like, I mean, to someone, I don't, I haven't studied it so much that I know it word for word, but it's basically the protection of people in this country, naturally mm-hmm. born people in the United States. And it just says person. It doesn't say black, white, doesn't say Catholic, Mormon. But in North Dakota, it's male or female. The, I mean, it, but a federal law says person. Right. But she's saying yeah. in their state, it's male or female. It's, there's no in between. I, I mean, federal law in a lot of ways can... Trumps it, right? It can, yeah. Especially it's in the Constitution. You know, so I don't know. It's an interesting question. It's, um, yeah, it's, um, it's pretty crazy. And you could argue the 14th Amendment for a lot of things. Yeah. Because it just says person, naturally born U.S. citizen. Which which she is. It, yeah. <laughs> One way, either way you look yeah. at it. Yeah. You know? But she was saying she's not protected. Yeah. Well, she said she was even fired. You you are, dis- she is discriminated fired, yeah, by. Yeah, for sure. Which. In the past and now. Totally, totally inappropriate. I just can't see it being a. Uh, I would say that some of it's self-induced, not by her, not by Keisha, but by the community. Like, uh, uh-uh. we have a friend that had a, a worker. I never met this person, but they like sort of always made an issue of it on their own right, not the people around them. Yeah, like they were like, you know, making it seem like they're you know. So sometimes people inside a given community are their own worst enemies. You know. Because they, they, they promulgate some of these weird issues that people have with it. I would say, like, vegans are a good example. Like, sometimes vegans are so fucking pushy and, and uptight about their beliefs and they push it on people. Like, they're, they're their own worst enemies, you know? When really they should just try to educate people and tell them about some of the good things of their lifestyle, you know? Instead, they're like, you're horrible because you eat eggs. Like, get out of here. Well, I guess I'm horrible. You know what I mean? Like, it tastes I, it's amazing. Like, I'm just saying, like, or like, when you see a video. The famous video, it's ma'am. Have you ever seen that? Yes, it's yes. ma'am. Like, you did. I don't think that had to be a thing. You know, like fucking people make mistakes. Like, geez, sorry. You know, didn't need to be a thing. But I don't know. And then, so the whole idea I thought behind the episode was we were gonna really talk the sports issue because that's something that I'm particularly interested in. I think we wound up talking about more than that, but well, I love that she brought in the biology. Like she took hormones. Yeah, her bones are that of a man's bones. Yeah, there's no getting around that density wise, mm-hmm. right? But her muscles, when it he was a he, those muscles kind of like disappeared, and she yeah, had to so work. There's definitely some, some a ton more. There's definitely some. I'm sure the science would suggest that the hormone therapies that you go on would have a a pretty huge impact on on your muscle structure, you know. Your musculature as a man if it's being suppressed by estrogen, I'm sure is going to um soften up a bit. The, well, that's but her point from was her, her point her point was basically like I rebuilt my body as a woman. Yeah. Under the like in, her legs. Under the influence I, of female hormone hormones. Thema. Yeah, yeah. H- hormone therapy. So I just wonder how long does the testosterone stay suppressed? I mean, your body is still going to, you know. Naturally gonna, secrete gonna, it. It's still going to secrete it. So right. it's still there. So right. I don't know. It's an interesting question. And, I, and when you're talking about sports, it matters, you know. 
And I think you've seen that in some of these, um, in some of the examples of. <laughs> so I ran track in high school. Yeah. And I saw that these, I don't know how many, maybe two trans women. Well, so there's more than that, I'm sure, but there's been two like but prominent they, ones, like, prominent cases in the state. Beat st- all they, the records. Oh, they crushed it, yeah. And it's like, well, <laughs> so that's where like. They're not just beating records. It's they're annihilating. Obvious. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, whoa. So Tennessee and Georgia came out and made state laws that said you you basically have to compete in in whatever division you were assigned at birth, basically. Because there's only men and women's divisions. Currently, yeah. I feel like... What do you think the answer is? We've talked a little bit about it. I don't know. How do you make that a level playing field? Yeah, I don't know. Like, do you have trans women? Do you have trans men? Men and women? I don't know. Because there... I mean, you even mentioned there are women who are willing to fight or run or play with the guys. Just such a tiny, tiny percentage, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I can run fast. I don't think I'm going to go out there and play football with dudes because the second I get hit, I'd be crushed. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't want to be crushed to death. So you're physically strong, and I know this. I've noticed now, especially because... Um, I've seen you sort of in, in your natural element, if you will, your 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 heritage, your people, and oh. you, you look more toned <laughs> and stronger than most of your um, compatriots, if you will. Compatriots, right? So, um, as a woman, like you were obviously an athlete, like you're, you're it's clearly you were a, a phenomenal track athlete, and and now you work out, you're in great shape, like your your tone. Um, but make no mistake, like if if you stood still and I ran at you, my big fucking ass, regardless of how no, strong and you are, yeah, I'm I'm just bigger than you. I would so, get out of your way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, there's just some there's some serious questions around some of the stuff, and yeah, and and the hardest part I think I struggle the most with is like I want to see everyone compete and I want to see everyone succeed and I want everyone to be free to live the way they want to live and have a good life. You know? You know when I was in high school, but I want it to be fair. And in middle school, I always worked out with the boys. Mm-hmm. I felt like I, I pushed myself a lot harder if I was running with the boys or, you know, whatever in PE. It was definitely a thing in the Marines. Like a lot of women felt like they had some shit to prove. I don't think it's to prove. I, I just feel like I felt like I could do Maybe more. Maybe as a man, that's what I what I perceived it as. Well, yeah, I guess a, a lot of the girls growing up were like, oh, I'm on my period. I'm like, shut up. Like if I could go run, I would just you say I would generally say if you were training, you probably weren't getting a period, right? I mean, I wasn't. Yeah, I mean because your body's so shocked I was from training. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, I don't know. I well, I, I guess felt my better. I guess my point was those those girls you're talking about probably weren't training, and if they were training, they weren't training very hard. They were just looking for excuses exactly. to not do anything. Yeah. But I liked working out with the guys. I I thought it was cool. You know, and, yeah, uh, and I mean, the, so it kind of pushed the the guys I ran with. It kind of pushed them a little bit harder to not get beat. I have no by problem. <laughs> I I, I have no problem um, with my daughters competing with men. Um, but there's definitely a point where there's gonna it's gonna become an obvious disparity in physical ability and size and all. Uh, yeah. skill is not the question. 
Mm-hmm. Skill is not the question. Not even a little Just bit. Just biologically, we're not built You're any not built kind of... Uh, we're not yeah. built the same. Just like guys cannot have babies. They're, you guys aren't built for that, you know? Yeah, we're just not. <laughs> and we're not built to take the amount of pain that a woman can take either. Like, yeah. sorry, fellas, but women take p- pain better than you do. That's the that's like a scientific fucking fact. I've seen it three times. I'd have fucking quit and folded for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, man, what a fucking time to be alive. It's just a crazy question to ask and and probably going to be an even crazier answer. I love that Keisha brought up like, look, they're still working on women's rights, like yeah. women equality. It's going to be a while for a trench, which oh, is man, really you, sad. Yeah, you can't even, when you I mean, when you start that, to overlay the whole feminist movement, yeah. like, fuck, you know, like, what do you do? What do it's, you do now? Like, that's, the, it's just the sad, it's a man's world. Yeah. That's probably the smartest thing a man millions of years ago realized how strong a woman is and made it a man's world. That's probably true. Because it's still right, right now we're still struggling. Right, true. You know, and um, it's sad that it's, it's just a true it's a reality that yeah. you know we're working on women's LGBTQ and yeah I mean and I, trans, I'm not gonna you know? lie though like I look at a woman's potential totally different than I used to one I was a marine I saw women marines do phenomenal things and, and achieve things that even they didn't think they could achieve right like because they trained hard and I would just say oftentimes they had to train much much harder yeah like these female fighters that you see they probably train as hard or harder than most of their men or they have some assistance and you can, we'll mm-hmm. learn about that next week. <laughs> but, um, and now I see my daughters and I'm like, man, these kids have just some incredible potential. They're so fast. They're and doing so athletic. way better exactly. than me or you exactly. ever did at that age. Um, and, but I want that for everyone. Like yeah. in my little heart of hearts, like you don't want to see people. You never want to see kids left out any kid Mm-mm. on anything. You don't want to see people left out. You just don't. It's not the type of place we live in. I'm not a participant trophy type of cat. Yeah. I'm just all about giving people the opportunity to try. Mm-hmm. You know. And well, and then that's how you figure out what you really want yeah. to do and what right. you're really good at. Right. Try everything. But I mean, I remember even there was a. Well, it was maybe like the 2012 Olympics. There was a South African female athlete. Um, she was a black lady, just absolutely shredded, track star super fast in South Africa and like they put her under like an undue amount of like stress and testing because they thought she was a man. So it kind of goes both ways. Like they thought she was either a man or she was assisted or she was taking testosterone and And she, she she tested clean every time she was just a fucking freak of nature. Her athletic build was insane and she probably trained her fucking ass off and unfortunate for her. She wasn't exactly the prettiest woman on the track field, right? Like she had some, but a woman because she was so muscled up. Yeah. Like she, you've seen bodybuilders. Like some of them yeah. lose a lot of their feminine features because they're so muscled up, and and she did too. And it was a horrible thing because they kept like going after this girl. Like they were targeting her. It was crazy. Just so, I because mean, she looked like a dude. Yeah, the whole situation I think is crazy. So it's just like, and and I wonder like, is the Don't Olympics they test you before you get to the Olympics? I feel test, like they do. I think they test you all along. You yeah. know, like, or like we can, you know, I'm most knowledgeable, I think, about um, the UFC right now. Like, Usada can just call you up and test you on the spot. 
Oh, really? Yeah, because the the whole sport of MMA is governed. Like, yeah, like there's some fighters that get really upset about it because they're like, "Yo, I've been tested like ten times in the last two months. Like, what the fuck? Like, and those kids have to stop doing whatever they're doing and go do these tests. They have to be compliant. Mm. Or they'll lose their license to fight. Um, I would imagine that the Olympics are the same. I mean, fuck, the whole Russian team is like just disbarred from the 2020 because no, they're not all, just the Olympics. It's sports. They're all juiced in the next. Four years. But that's like state sponsored yeah. juicing. Like they're they're governments <laughs> like you know doing that to them. So yeah. Um, but I mean, again, to get back to the issue, like I think it's gonna take like the Olympics or um, some more instances of this like um, happening in professional sports or like advertisement dollars being a you know whatever whatever it's gonna there's gonna be some catalyst um, for people to even try to tackle this issue because they can't even get past the bathrooms and all that stuff. Like fuck, man. You're not even talking about sports where advertisement dollars and all these things it's are on the line. It's you just know? coexisting. People can't get past the coexisting part. Yeah. That's what that's it, you know terrible. what I mean? That's what it seems like. Like, I I mean, I don't know, man. Like, we have kids, and if we want to go into a family bathroom, we can go in a family bathroom. So even the bathroom things at this point, I don't think really affect us. Everywhere I go now, there's like a family bathroom somewhere. So... I just don't understand. Like, so it's kind of not even an argument. Them going into the bathroom, it doesn't mean every. There are predators who are not trans people. Yeah, like also, it's a it's an issue for them, and we talked a little bit about it too. Yeah, I remember Keisha was talking about. I mean, I mean, I could definitely see like in some of the crowds that I've been in, some of the places that I've been in, um, walking into a a male's bathroom sometimes is inhospitable for men. Because they're fucking drunk and stupid, like yeah. at sporting events or whatever. Like you yeah. go to a UFC event, like people in the bathroom are fucking peacocking and trying to be tough. Like you mm. want to roll in there, like looking transgender. Like somebody might have an issue with that, you know. And it's in a lot of ways, it's just kind of for their safety too. Safety, which is yeah. sad. It's sad to say. Yeah. But it's the truth. Like sometimes <clears throat> we almost have to protect ourselves from how open of a society we actually can be. Which, you know, is a whole other problem in itself. I don't know. Man, what a what a crazy... I mean, it's just a, a thing. It's like a crazy uh, thing about our society. It's weird. So I want to say that it's very brave of Keisha to be her genuine self. Yeah. And... Like, regardless of safety and the consequences, she's still going to be herself like unapologetically going to live the life that she's always wanted to live there are people who can't do that gay straight whatever you know yeah i'm happy so i think it's yeah like i said i said it before i'll say it again like um talking with her and and seeing her i mean she's living the way she needs to be living regardless of how it started out for her Mm-hmm. I would just say that like, it's never too late, people. I get the sense that that's yeah, you know. And I, I asked her a little bit about like the imposters and stuff, and shortly I, yeah. shortly after we talked, she actually sent me some examples, and uh, and I was just like, holy fuck, like, <laughs> like man, <laughs> you know. And I, I I don't know that I'd be able to snuff it out. Obviously, like if you're in a community and and you're affected by not affected, but like this is a your reality. Mm-hmm. you're going to be able to see things <laughs> differently. Like I would have just been like, man, that's a fucking weird person, you know? <laughs> Cause I, I've noticed like most transgender people that I've encountered are just trying to live a normal life. 
just as yeah. how they feel they need to be living. They're not like they're not saying super look at me and, gaudy and, and yeah, weird and you know, yeah, it's crazy. They just like, they don't be, want the attention. And yeah, all it's not. It's not. It's not any of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Where do you think it goes? Do you have any kind of idea or hope for what so the outcome of something like this would be? I don't know outcome. So I've all my life I've seen trans, I've seen gay, I've seen lesbian. None of this bothers me. It's I don't know, maybe because I didn't grow up in America, but it only seems to be an issue here. Mm. I didn't I it was never an issue growing up if you were gay or or trans or you you know, you wanted to dress of the opposite sex. It was never an issue. But it's really big in America. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, so yeah. so I noticed that just uh, traveling this last time and yeah, vacation. Like all the not... even just going through the airport, it's just like you know. Yeah, I just it doesn't bother me at all. I don't know if there's an. I mean, just you don't have to accept them, but you don't have to put them down. You don't have to be cruel. Mm. You could just be kind to one another. For sure. You know, so. Nothing they do affects you, anyone. Well, nothing anyone does, really. Yeah. I mean, that's the part I can't get past. Yeah. Is like, if I believe in something, I want to believe in it because I believe it. Like, I don't, I don't want to believe in something and have it be so fragile that someone down the street who does something different could ruin it for me. Right. It's so weird. I mean, how can you walk around having that much hate? You know what I mean? I don't know how people exist that way. Yeah. Like, like I've never, I mean, I've never hated anything, I don't think. Uh, I've just been, (laughs) I've been ignorant to a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've just, I just, I, I, now as a man, I can't say I've ever, I might have thought I hated something or someone, but I, I just didn't. I was just ignorant. I just didn't know. It was lack of knowledge, lack of willing to understand. Yes. And I think that's the problem. It's like, People don't want to take the time to understand. People are also very afraid of what they don't understand. Yes. So they make fun of it. I don't understand that. What? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you kind of do that with religion. (laughs) How do you mean? You make fun of me all the time. You? You're my wife. Are you serious? But I don't... You're not... not (laughs) I don't I don't understand and I don't care to understand and I have fun with it. But I don't put you down, I don't feel like. No, you just make fun all the time. I think it's funny because I don't care. Right. But I've literally said to your face, you just make fun of the things you don't understand. Mm. I don't want to understand religion. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> but it still doesn't impact me, so therefore I don't really care, you know? Yeah. I don't care for mass religion. I just don't. And you're not really party to mass religion, so do you, boo? No, I'm I'm dying Catholic. Yeah, you're dying Catholic. But I mean, you I'm, you make sure. Just saying you don't go. I'm to I'm just like, saying the state we live in. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I'm dying Catholic. <laughs> I'll pour some holy water on you. It's all good. We got a bottle of that. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble, folks, but your boy Hack is not religious. I think everyone that knows you knows that. Probably. Okay. I just want to put that out there. But do you? proud of you mm-hmm. what do you say boo you got anything else no we got we got a lot coming up this season i'm excited i want to tackle some big stuff 
All right, one more time, Keisha. Thank you so much. Um, really, really glad um, that you were willing to do this with us. Um, really glad that um, I could understand more, and that's really what I'm after um, with anyone, really, in any issue, is just to understand. I'm not going to ever say I'll agree with it one way or the other, um, or agree or disagree. I'll just say um, I hope that I have the courage to always confront uh, a topic with an open mind and try to understand, you know, I don't know if uh, right or wrong. Hopefully that's, you know, I just think if people could do a little more of that, maybe we'd live in a better place, you know, or people in general, you know, could just be happier. I don't know. I love this episode. Thank you, Keisha. Yeah. All right. Another one coming at you. Probably, I don't know. We might ramp it up a little bit. We might, get back to some of the new cycle stuff too so we'll see we'll see what's coming this week uh once again thanks for listening guys like share comment engage um you can review us on facebook review us on itunes still working on how to review on spotify if anybody i don't, knows, I don't, think, there's, um, <laughs> I don't think there's but we're on all the platforms iHeartRadio, um all your big podcast carriers should have the vent with hack daniels on it so uh we appreciate the support and uh again if you want to jump on the show you got something you want to talk about i encourage it so uh let me know. Reach out the vent with hackdaniels at gmail.com or hackdanielsmedia at gmail.com. More to follow on that. Um, making a, I don't know, sort of semi small announcement here for too long. But I'm proud of you. What to do, Boo? Hello. What'd you think? I love this episode. Yeah. How come? Because it's, I don't know, it's eye opening. Definitely. Um, yeah, definitely eye-opening. What? Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, I don't know. I mean, people can't see how you looked at me, but you looked oh. at me. You gave me a look. Definitely eye-opening. Yes. Yes. I enjoyed listening to this, especially from her perspective. Yeah. And, it, you know, and for her to say, I've known, like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard like, to judge a person if you've never, if you can't even get inside their mind for a second and understand. Well, you know? and and that goes for everyone. You can't, you don't know what people are going through and what their story is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like it, she transitioned at fifty. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and um, I like when she talked about, you know, and, and it's still true today. It's a very macho world out there, oh, yeah. and. Um, Sometimes I, I feel sorry for young boys because it's like, well, toughen up. You know, you fall and, you know, you're not allowed to have emotions or it's still very much like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I mean, boys are just like any other kid. They, they have emotions. They get sad, you know, just like girls. There's, there's nothing wrong with letting them cry, yeah. you know. But I even I am like, well... Even with little man, I'm like, dude, you're fine. Walk it off. That's, yeah. that's exactly what I say. Yeah. No, you know, I- and and it's when he when um, Keisha was talking about that's that's how you grow up. It 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 does make it harder. I I I can't even pretend to even know what that feels like because I'm straight. I know I'm straight. You know, and I that's I've just felt that way my entire life but to be born in a body that you don't identify with i just i can't imagine 
I don't, I don't even know how that feels like. Nobody should feel walk around and not be who they want to truly be. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I've always said. I've never ever cared. Um, it just doesn't impact me. So why do I need to be upset? It about doesn't. It? What what whatever like, what she wanna, chooses to yeah, do with her body what, has nothing what to any, do. Anyone yeah. wants to do. Yeah. I mean, there's some things that I think have to be talked about. First, let me just say, let's say, um, first, Keisha, if you're listening, I want to say thank you for for doing this with us because it, it, I mean, to put yourself out there, especially in a world where, you know, you're looked at as being different. I I really appreciate um, your willingness and open-mindedness to to have this conversation with us. And, you know, we're genuinely people who want to understand more. And I'm thankful, you know, my mom was on here with me, so um, that's how I was able to meet Keisha Rose. So my thing is, like, I didn't know Keisha as anything other than Keisha. Talking with her, and I, I, I don't know if people realize, like, I get to see these people that I talk with, like, through the computer or when they're here with me. And we're recording. And, and I would just say, like, <clears throat> talking with her and looking at her and watching her communicate with me, like, she's living how she should be living. You know, I did not, I wasn't there when you recorded with your yeah. mom and Keisha, but when you listen to the interview, you can hear that confidence. You can yeah. hear, like, someone standing behind themselves and, like, rooting for themselves. I, well, like, what, that, one of the most thought-provoking things I think she said was, like, do you want breasts? You know? Like, do you want to wear these? Or, mm-hmm. or like, something along those lines she said, right? And mm-hmm. I thought to myself, like, uh, I want breasts. I want my wife's breasts. I don't want to have breasts. You know what I mean? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and that made a lot of sense to me. And, like, she, well, she does, you know? Like, she, yeah. and and I'm like, wow, what a th- way to think of it that, you know, like, yeah. Um, and it, it takes a serious level of commitment. Like, obviously like it's not, but to, to her, it isn't a commitment. It's, this is who no, I've I'm saying, always like, it's, But I'm saying like, if you're, if this is a, an issue that you're faced with, like, this is not easy. Like no, nothing about no. this is easy. The process that she had to go through, like, like she was talking about, she had to go see psychologist or, or therapist. It's just like, um, you know, when people go get gastric bypass, mm-hmm. they also see just to make sure you're there. Yeah. Like your mind and your body are there together, right. are committed at the same level. Like, so that when you do transition, you are comfortable in the skin that you're in, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, you guys brought up a point. You asked the question, you know, what would you say to, like parents who are dealing so with that's a something tricky, like that. It's a definitely a tricky area. I've thought about it a lot since we've done this. this well, concern. and I, I think, I think with any child, you want them to grow up with the confidence to be able to be a successful, you know, part of society. Mm-hmm. And if that means you support them going to therapy and getting all the help that they need, and you're there for them, you know, physically, mentally, all that. Um, and they know that they can come and talk to anyone. I think that's the best thing you could do mm. for a kid, regardless, transitioning or with bullying or yeah. with anything. Like, just you have to well, be so there. Well, so I kind of saw it in the Philippines, too. So, like, before I was like, you know what? No way. No like, way. You what? should encourage a kid. Oh. You know, you shouldn't push it. 
and I still don't think you should push it, but if a kid knows, they probably know. Mm-hmm. And I saw some, and I, we talked about it when we were in the Philippines. I didn't want to talk too much about this, but it's relevant. Um, there are some younger kids there that were clearly um, living, the, I guess, the way they felt they needed to be living. And there were some boys, I guess, that were on their way to becoming girls, and they were pretty young. They they were pretty. But I'm saying, young. like, and they, and they and you're right, they they. Um, but it's they, like sort of it's sort of obvious, I guess. But so for me. I'm just saying, like, the, I can't, I can't take my seven-year-old kid and let him get a tattoo. So I'm, I'm concerned about like chemical, chemical treatment for this stuff. Mm-hmm. So if a boy is to dress like a girl or vice versa, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you start chemically treating these folks at such a young age, so with that, you do different. need. I feel like you do need professional help yeah, if that's where for sure. it's leading. It's not something a parent, I think, should. I don't no. think there are enough parents out there knowledgeable enough. Mm-mm. To do it in a healthy way, if right. that's even a thing, I don't know. Right. Um, so that scares the shit out of me. I mean, for other people, it doesn't impact me. So, however, people choose to raise their kids, that's how they raise their kids. But mm-hmm. it's a it's a thing that society is going to have to grapple with, you know. Right. Just it, it just is. Um, but to to let a, a child sort of decide who they are and how they feel and and dress appropriately and act appropriately, I don't I don't at this point I don't care about any of that because you're not physically harming anyone. No, you know, but if you're chemically treating kids, maybe even without their consent in some cases, like that's wrong. That's just totally wrong. Like I wouldn't hold my kid down and tattoo him or something, you know. And I, I, I equate it as the same because you're, you're potentially altering. You're, you're making life altering. Are you saying changes. that? Oh, hey, Dad, I I feel like I'm a girl. Yeah. Like I am a girl. I'm I'm not a boy, and giving the child. More testosterone? No, to, they're giving them or giving them estrogen. Them, either way, they're starting to give okay. them the therapies before, in some cases, before they've even hit puberty. See, some that's of those tricky. Things, some of those things could possibly go away. Some of these feelings and emotions, you know, is all I'm saying. And right. I don't know enough science about it. I'm just saying, like, it's. I've heard people equated as like chemically castrating a young man or a young boy. I mean, and I, I don't hear much about um, the girls. I don't know if it doesn't happen as much on the female side. I've heard of maybe one case where, you know, um, she was transitioning to become a boy and was like tasting testosterone, but still wrestling against girls and stuff. I think that was out of Texas and like, but you don't hear about that much, but she was still at least, um, a teenager. And most likely I think for what was a naturally or biologically born girl, um, past puberty. Right. So, most of those emotions and hormones would have probably sorted Man, the, themselves the out. The teenager teenage years are already so They're hard. They're already so fucked. That's my point. Yeah, you know, yeah. like with and like where we were teenagers, what, fifteen years ago? Yeah. Compared to teenagers now, it's different. Yeah, you didn't it's have access even, to information, you yeah. didn't have access to medicines and chemical therapies and um, yeah. actually I don't think you really had access to mental health quite like you would now. Because no. it was it was not really as understood yet quite like it is now. There's a lot of things that are different. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'd be curious to see like what society starts to accept, you know, as far as the, how early, um, these kind of things are acceptable. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Again, it, it hasn't impacted me yet. So, but it's something now that I'm a little more, um, awakened to this. See, it's, it's so much more complicated though, because there are people with beliefs that just for whatever reason, whatever their little environment that they're in, mm-hmm. they just cannot accept. 
That's what I don't that. understand. That's and that, something I just can't understand. And so, like, for trans, gay, you know, LGBTQ, whatever, it's that much harder depending what their environment is, mm-hmm. you know? And I, we live in Utah. I'm not going to go into it, but it's it's a lot harder for for children here. Yeah, it's, what's crazy to me, though, is, like, a lot of these folks, they sit here and they stew over these issues, and they literally have no experience in it. They don't know someone. They've never met someone. There's no one in their family. It's just this idea, and they're just like, it's so wrong. Like, how how is that even a th- It doesn't impact you at that point. Like, how is that even a thing for people, you know? Because it it, it's, it becomes their personal mission to it's fix ins- yeah, it's you. It's insane to me. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, I it's, it. it's just, you know, go see a therapist. Go go see, go see talk to somebody because you, you need the support, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you can't find it with your family or who you feel is close, there are people out there that will support you, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just, and like Keisha was talking about, she's in North Dakota and it's hard. I can't imagine that's an easy place yeah. to go through something she, like that. She yeah. mentioned it, how hard it is. And it's like. Especially in the line of work she's in. Yeah. Yeah. Started off work in a very, you know, male dominated. Yeah. Um, like that brought up some issues, some questions for me on like the Fourteenth Amendment too. Yeah, I remember so the Fourteenth Amendment yeah. is like I mean, to someone I don't I haven't studied it so much that I know it word for word, but it's basically the protection of people in this country, naturally mm-hmm. born people in the United States, and it just says person. It doesn't say black, white. Doesn't say Catholic, Mormon. But in North Dakota, it's male or female. That, I mean, it, but a federal law says person. Right. She's saying, yeah. in their state, it's male or female. It's there's no in between. I, I mean, federal law in a lot of ways can trumps it, right? It can, yeah. Especially it's in the Constitution. You know, so I don't know. It's an interesting question. It's, um, yeah, it's um, it's pretty crazy. And you could argue the Fourteenth Amendment for a lot of things. Yeah, because yeah, it just says person, naturally born U.S. citizen, which which she is. <laughs> yeah, one way either way you look yeah. at it. Yeah, you know? but she was saying she's not protected. Yeah, well, she said she was even fired. You you are dis- she is discriminated fired, yeah, by for sure. Which in the past and now totally totally inappropriate. I just can't see it being. Uh, it, I would say that some of it's self induced, not by her, not by Keisha, but by the community, like. Uh, we have a friend that had a, a worker. I never met this person, but they like sort of always made an issue of it on their own right, not the people around them. Yeah, like they were like, you know, making it seem like they're you know. So sometimes people inside a given community are their own worst enemies, you know, because they 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 promulgate some of these weird issues that people have with it. I would say like vegans are a good example, like. Sometimes vegans are so fucking pushy and and uptight about their beliefs, and they push it on people like they they're their own worst enemies, you know. When really they should just try to educate people and tell them about some of the good things of their lifestyle, you know. Instead, they're like, "You're horrible because you eat eggs." Like, get out of here. Well, I guess I'm horrible. You know what I mean? Like, it tastes amazing. Like, I'm just saying, like, or like when you see a video, the famous video, it's ma'am. Have you ever seen that? Yes, it's yes. ma'am. Like, you did. I don't think that had to be a thing, you know. Like, fucking people make mistakes. Like, geez. Sorry, you know. Didn't need to be a thing. But I don't know. 
And then, so the whole idea I thought behind the episode was we were going to really talk the sports issue because that's something that I'm particularly interested in. I think we wound up talking about more than that. but Well, I love that she brought in the biology. Like, she took hormones. Yeah. Her bones are that of a man's bones. Yeah, there's no getting around that. Density-wise, mm-hmm. right? But her muscles, when it he was a he, those muscles kind of, like, disappeared. And she yeah, had to so work there's definitely some, some, a ton more. There's definitely some... I'm sure the science would suggest that the hormone therapies that you go on would have a a pretty huge impact on, on your muscle structure, you know, your musculature as a man, if it's being suppressed by estrogen, I'm sure is going to, um, soften up a bit. No, well, that's but her point was, her, her point, her point was basically like I rebuilt my body as a woman. Yeah. Under the, like in, her legs, under the influence I, of female hormone hormones, thema- yeah, yeah. H- hormone therapy. So I just wonder how long does the testosterone stay suppressed? I mean, your body is still going to, you know. Naturally gonna, secrete gonna, it. It's still going to secrete it. So right. it's still there. So right. I don't know. It's an interesting question. And, I, and when you're talking about sports, it matters, you know. And I think you've seen that in some of these, um, in some of the examples. Of <laughs> so I ran track in high school. Yeah. And I saw that these, I don't know how many, maybe two trans women well so there's more than that i'm sure but there's been two like but prominent ones, like prominent cases in the beat sti- all they, the records oh, they crushed it yeah and it's like well, <laughs> so that's where like they're not just beating records it's they're annihilating obvious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah it's like whoa so tennessee and georgia came out and made state laws that said you you basically have to compete in in whatever division you were assigned at birth basically because there's only men and women's divisions. Currently, yeah. I feel like... What do you think the answer is? We've talked a little bit about it. I don't know. How do you make that a level playing field? Yeah, I don't know. Like, do you have trans women? Do you have trans men? Men and women? I don't know. Because there... I mean, you even mentioned there are women who are willing to fight or run or play with the guys. Just such a tiny, tiny percentage, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I can run fast. I don't think I'm going to go out there and play football with dudes because the second I get hit, I'd be crushed. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't want to be crushed to death. So you're physically strong, and I know this. I've noticed now, especially because um, I've seen you sort of in in your natural element, if you will. You're, You're... your heritage, your people, and oh. you, you look more toned <laughs> and stronger than most of your um, compatriots, if you will. Compatriots. Right? So um, as a woman, like, you were obviously an athlete. Like, you're, you're it's clearly you were a, a phenomenal track athlete, and, and now you work out, you're in great shape, like, your, your tone. Um, but make no mistake, like, if, if you stood still and I ran at you, my big fucking ass, regardless of how no, strong you are, yeah. I'm, I'm just bigger than you. I would get so, out of your way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, there's just some there's some serious questions around some of the stuff, and yeah, and and the hardest part I think I struggle the most with is like, I want to see everyone compete, and I want to see everyone succeed, and I want everyone to be free to live the way they want to live and have a good life. You know, you know, when I was in high school, but I want it to be fair. And in middle school, 
I always worked out with the boys. Mm -hmm. I felt like I, I pushed myself a lot harder if I was running with the boys or, you know, whatever in PE. It was definitely a thing in the Marines. Like a lot of women felt like they had some shit to prove. I don't think it's to prove. I, I just feel like I felt like I could do Maybe more. Maybe as a man, that's what I what I perceived it as. Well, uh, yeah, I guess a, a lot of the girls growing up were like, oh, I'm on my period. I'm like, shut up. Like if I could go run, I would just you say I would generally say if you were training, you probably weren't getting a period, right? I mean, I wasn't. Yeah, I mean because your body's so shocked I was from training. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, I don't know. I well, I, I guess felt my better. I guess my point was those those girls you're talking about probably weren't training, and if they were training, they weren't training very hard. They were just looking for excuses exactly. to not do anything. Yeah. But I liked working out with the guys. I I thought it was cool. You know, and, yeah, uh, and I mean, the, so it kind of pushed the the guys I ran with. It kind of pushed them a little bit harder to not get beat. I have no by problem. <laughs> I I, I have no problem um, with my daughters competing with men. Um, but there's definitely a point where there's gonna it's gonna become an obvious disparity in physical ability and size and all. Um, yeah. skill is not the question. Mm-hmm. Skill is not the question. Not even a little. Just bit. biologically. We're not built You're any not built kind of... Uh, we're not yeah. built the same. Just like guys cannot have babies. They're, you guys aren't built for that, you know? Yeah, we're just not. <laughs> and we're not built to take the amount of pain that a woman can take either. Like, yeah. sorry, fellas, but women take p- pain better than you do. That's the, that's like <laughs> a scientific fucking fact. I've seen it three times. I'd have fucking quit and folded for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying... But yeah, I don't know. I mean, man, what a fucking time to be alive. It's just a crazy question to ask and and probably going to be an even crazier answer. I love that Keisha brought up like, look, they're still working on women's rights, like yeah. women equality. It's going to be a while for a trench, which oh, is man, really you, sad. Yeah, you can't even, when you I mean, think when about you start that? to overlay the whole feminist movement, yeah. like, fuck, you know? Like what do you do? What it's, do you do now? Like that's the, it's just the sad. It's a man's world. Yeah, that's probably the smartest thing a man millions of years ago realized how strong a woman is and made it a man's world. That's probably because it's still right right now. We're still struggling. Probably true. You know, and um, it's sad that it's it's just a true. It's a reality that yeah. you know. We're working on women's LGBTQ and trans. I'm not going to lie, though. Like, I look at a woman's potential totally different than I used to. One, I was a Marine. I saw women Marines do phenomenal things and, and achieve things that even they didn't think they could achieve, right? Like, because they trained hard. And I would just say, oftentimes, they had to train much, much harder. Yeah. Like, these female fighters that you see, they probably train as hard or harder than most of their men or they have some assistance and you can, we'll mm-hmm. learn about that next week. <laughs> but, um, I've, and now I see my daughters and I'm like, man, these kids have just some incredible potential. They're so fast. They're and doing so athletic. way better exactly. than me or you exactly. ever did at that age. Um, and, but I want that for everyone. Like yeah. in, in my little heart of hearts, like you don't want to see people. You never want to see kids left out any kid Mm-mm. on anything. You don't want to see people left out. You just don't. It's not the type of place we live in. I'm not a participant trophy type of cat. Yeah. I'm just all about giving people the opportunity to try. Mm-hmm. You know. And well, and that's how you figure out what you really want yeah. to do and what right. you're really good at. Right. Try everything. 
But I mean, I remember even there was a, well, it was maybe like the 2012 Olympics. There was a South African female athlete. Um, she was a black lady, just absolutely shredded track star, super fast in South Africa. And like, they put her under like an undue amount of like stress and testing because they thought she was a man. So it kind of goes both ways. Like they thought she was either a man or she was assisted or she was taking testosterone and, and she, she, she tested clean every yeah. time. She was just a fucking freak of nature. Her athletic build was Ripped. insane yeah. and she probably trained her fucking ass off and there. unfortunate for her. She wasn't exactly the prettiest woman on the track field, right? Like she had some, but a woman because she was so muscled up. Yeah. Like she, you've seen bodybuilders, like some of them yeah. lose a lot of their feminine features because they're so muscled up and, and she did too. And it was a horrible thing because they kept like going after this girl. Like they were targeting her. It was crazy. Just so, because I mean, she looked like a dude. Yeah, the whole situation I think is crazy. So it's just like, and and I wonder like, is the don't Olympics, they test you before you get to the Olympics? I feel test, like they do. I think they test you all along. You yeah. Know, like or like we can, you know, I'm most knowledgeable. I think about um, the UFC right now. Like Usada can just call you up and test you on the spot. Oh really? Yeah, because the the whole sport of MMA is governed like yeah. Like there's some fighters that get really upset about it because they're like, "Yo, I've been tested like ten times in the last two months. Like, what the fuck? Like, and those kids have to stop doing whatever they're doing and go do these tests. They have to be compliant. Mm. Or they'll lose their license to fight. Um, I would imagine that the Olympics are the same. I mean, fuck, the whole Russian team is like just disbarred from the 2020 because no, they're not all, just the Olympics. It's sports. They're all juice in the next. Four years, but that's like state sponsored yeah. juicing, like they're their governments, <laughs> like you know, doing that to them. So, yeah, um, but I mean, again, to get back to the issue, like I think it's gonna take like the Olympics or um, some more instances of this, like um, happening in professional sports or like advertisement dollars being a you know, whatever, whatever it's gonna, there's gonna be some catalyst. Um, for people to even try to tackle this issue because they can't even get past the bathrooms and all that stuff, like, fuck, man. You're not even talking about sports where advertisement dollars and all these things it's are on the line. It's just coexisting. Know? People can't get past the coexisting part. Yeah. That's what it's, you know terrible. what I mean? That's what it seems like. Like, I I mean, I don't know, man. Like, we have kids, and if we want to go into a family bathroom, we can go in a family bathroom. So even the bathroom things at this point, I don't think really affect us. Everywhere I go now, there's like a family bathroom somewhere. So... I just don't understand. Like, so kind of not even an argument. Them going into the bathroom, it doesn't mean every. There are predators who are not trans people. Yeah, but also it's a it's an issue for them, and we talked a little bit about it too. I remember Keisha was talking about. I mean, I mean, I could definitely see like in some of the crowds that I've been in, some of the places that I've been in, um, walking into a a male's bathroom sometimes is inhospitable for men. Because they're fucking drunk and stupid, like yeah. at sporting events or whatever. Like you yeah. go to a UFC event, like people in the bathroom are fucking peacocking and trying to be tough. Like you mm-hmm. want to roll in there, like looking transgender. Like somebody might have an issue with that, you know. And it's in a lot of ways, it's just kind of for their safety too, safety, which is yeah. sad. It's sad to say, yeah. But it's the truth. Like sometimes <clears throat> we almost have to protect ourselves from how open of a society we actually can be. Which you know is a whole another problem in itself. I don't know, man. What a what a crazy. I mean, it's just a, a thing. It's like a crazy uh, thing about our society. It's weird. So I want to say that it's very brave of Keisha to 
be her genuine self. Yeah. And like regardless of safety and the consequences, she's still going to be herself. Yeah. Like un- unapologetically going to live the life that she's always wanted to live. Yeah. There are people who can't do that. Yeah. Gay, straight, whatever, you know? Yeah, I'm happy for So it. I think it's, yeah. Like I said, I said it before, I'll say it again. Like um, talking with her and, and seeing her, I mean, she's living the way she needs to be living regardless of how it started out for her. Mm-hmm. I would just say that. Like, it's never too late, people. I get the sense that that's, yeah. you know. And I, I asked her a little bit about like the imposters and stuff. And shortly, I, yeah. shortly after we talked, she actually sent me some examples. And, uh, and I was just like, holy fuck. Like, <laughs> like man. <laughs> you know. And I, I don't know that I'd be able to snuff it out. Obviously, like if you're in a community and, and you're affected by not affected, but like this is a, your reality. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be able to see things <laughs> differently. Like I would have just been like, "Man, that's a fucking weird person," you know? Because <laughs> I've noticed like most transgender people that I've encountered are just trying to live a normal life, just as yeah how they feel they need to be living. They're not like they're not saying super look at me and, gaudy and, and yeah weird and you know yeah it's crazy. they just like, they don't be... want the attention and yeah all it's not it's not it's not any of that. Mm-hmm. Where do you think it goes? Do you have any kind of idea or hope for what so, the outcome of something like this would be? I don't know. Outcome. So I've, all my life, I've seen trans. I've seen gay. I've seen lesbian. None of this bothers me. It's, I don't know, maybe because I didn't grow up in America, but it only seems to be an issue here. Mm. I didn't I it was never an issue growing up if you were gay or or trans or you you know you wanted to dress of the opposite sex it was never an issue. But it's really big in America. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, so yeah. so I noticed that just uh traveling this last time and yeah, vacation like all the not. even just going through the airport it's just like you know. Yeah. I just it doesn't bother me. At all. I don't know if there's an... I mean, just... You don't have to accept them, but you don't have to put them down. You don't have to be cruel. Mm. You could just be kind to one another. For sure. You know? So, nothing they do affects you. Anyone. Well, nothing anyone does, really. I mean, that's the part I can't get past. Yeah. Is like... If I believe in something, I want to believe in it because I believe it. Like, I don't... I don't want to believe in something and have it be so fragile that someone down the street who does something different could ruin it for me. Right. It's so weird. I mean, how can you walk around having that much hate? You know what I mean? I don't know how people exist that way. Yeah. Like like I've never, I mean, I've never hated anything. I don't think Uh, I've just been, (laughs) I've been ignorant to a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've just, I just, I, I now as a man, I can't say I've ever. I might have thought I hated something or someone, but I, I just didn't. I was just ignorant. I just didn't know. It was lack of knowledge, lack of willing to understand. Yes, know? and I think that's the problem. It's like people don't want to take the time to understand. People are also very afraid of what they don't understand. Yes, so they make fun of it. I don't understand that. What? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you, you kind of do that with religion. <laughs> How do you mean? You make fun of me all the time. 
you. You're my wife. Are you serious? But I don't. You're I, not. You're not. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand, and I don't care to understand, and I have fun with it. But I don't put you down. I don't feel like. No, you just make fun all the time. I think it's funny because I don't care. Right. But I've literally said to your face, you just make fun of the things you don't understand. Mm. I don't want to understand religion. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> but it still doesn't impact me, so therefore I don't really care. You know. Yeah. I don't care for mass religion. I just don't. And you're not really party to mass religion, so. Do you, boo? No, I, I'm, I'm dying Catholic. Yeah, you're dying cat, but I mean, you, I'm, you make sure. Just saying, you don't go. I'm to just like, saying the state we live in. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I'm dying Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pour some holy water on you. It's all good. We got a bottle of that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble, folks, but your boy Hack is not religious. I think everyone that knows you knows that. Probably. Okay. I just want to put that out there. But do you? Proud of you. Mm-hmm. What do you say, Boo? You got anything else? No, we got we got a lot coming up this season. I'm excited. I want to tackle some big stuff. All right, one more time. Keisha, thank you so much. Um, really, really glad um, that you were willing to do this with us. Um, really glad that um, I could understand more. And that's really what I'm after um, with anyone, really, in any issue is just to understand. I'm not going to ever say I'll agree with it one way or the other um, or agree or disagree. I'll just say um, I hope that I have the courage to always confront uh, a topic with an open mind and try to understand. You know, I don't know if uh, right or wrong, hopefully that's, you know, I just think if people could do a little more of that, maybe we'd live in a better place, you know, or people in general, you know, could just be happier. I don't know. I love this episode. Thank you, Keisha. Yeah. All right. Another one coming at you probably, I don't know, we might ramp it up a little bit. We might get back to some of the news cycle stuff too, so we'll see. We'll see what's coming this week. Uh, once again, thanks for listening, guys. Like, share, comment, engage. Um, you can review us on Facebook, review us on iTunes. Still working on how to review on Spotify if anybody I don't, knows. I don't, think there's, <laughs> um, I don't think But there's. we're on all the platforms, iHeartRadio. Um, all your big podcast carriers should have the event with Hack Daniels on it, so uh, we appreciate the support. And uh, again, if you want to jump on the show, you got something you want to talk about, I encourage it. So uh, let me know. Reach out. The vent with hackdaniels at gmail.com or hackdanielsmedia at gmail.com. More to follow on that. Um, making a, I don't know, sort of semi small announcement here for too long. But I'm proud of you.